away. It's high enough. It's long enough. It's good. It's oh, my good. goodness. It's good. They win it. They win it. Thompson is the 7A state champ. Are you kidding me? What a game. And that was the final call from the 7A state championship game between Thompson and Auburn. And now we're ready for an all-new football season as we look to crown seven new state champions. Welcome. This is Next Round Preps, a new podcast from the next round. I'm John Lunsford, joined by the man that made that call, Jerry Young. You know, I, I, there's every year I get excited. I've been doing this, you know, 30-plus years now. Every Friday night, I get so excited. This is just a a great season, a lot of returning champs we're going to talk about and just kind of kick the whole football season off as far as high school. I can never get enough high school football. And so when, uh, you know, we were approached about doing this podcast, I said, absolutely, let's do it. No question about it. Love talking high school football. Love talking, talking high school football with you each and every Thursday throughout the season. We'll bring this podcast to you. We'll have the latest from the realm of high school sports across the state of Alabama. Of course, no scores to talk about yet. It's week zero, not week one, week zero. We've got to make it official the way the AHSAA does it. But, uh, yeah, once we have scores, we'll kind of recap some of the big games from around the central Alabama area, especially 7A Region 3, 6A Region 6, 6A Region 5 and 4, um, but also some of the bigger games across the state as well. But uh, like you said, state champions last year, we got to you know start where we ended last season with the Super 7. Uh, very interesting season one I don't think we've ever seen, and I don't know if we'll ever see again. We'll see how this season goes because you never know how things will go. Every day seems to be a new adventure. But uh, last year with COVID, you know, a lot of forfeits. I was going through doing my research and going through some scores last year, and there weren't some scores for, for some games. You know, you get the two-year classification uh, cycle. We're going to be in the second year of that classification cycle this year. And I went back and said, what about this game? That was one nothing forfeit. Oh, that was a one nothing forfeit. We'll see how much that happens this year, if it happens much at all. But it all ended up in the Super 7, and when those teams hit the field, it was a, a sigh of relief. We finally got through the playoffs. I think there was only one game that uh, was canceled for COVID throughout all the playoffs right. and uh, got to the Super 7 and and uh, crowned seven state champions. And we'll start in 1A, Linden, your state champion last year. Yeah, and you know, John, just to expand on what you just said, I'm not sure that at the end of the, end of the day that COVID really played a factor on who should have been in the Super 7. Uh, all the teams, in my opinion, that we had picked preseason to be there – got there so even though it's disappointing for some of those teams you're right but in 1a the linden patriots now they're down in region three of course coach uh, travis lockett he'll be going into his third season he's 15 and 0 last season and of course they beat pickens county for the 2020 championship the problem is they graduated 11 seniors including five all-state players so will they be as good i don't know that's one of those teams that we'll watch as the season progresses especially the first five weeks to see where they stand and in two way you got mars hill they'll be defending of course they're a private baptist school up in florence and they hadn't been playing football except since 2014 i think that's uh, the story that a lot of people miss uh, coach huggins in his sixth season they made the playoffs every year since 2016 they beat abbeville last year and uh they came in, you know, second to Lynette in 2019, so they built that program, and they'll be looking to repeat that 2A title. And, and let me say this, Mars Hill is a team, like you said, they just kind of appeared a few years ago because they haven't been playing football that long. 
they're a team, regardless of classification, I would say is one of the best teams in the state, period. Not just in 2A, but period. They start their season off against Jasper, a 6A school. Jasper won that one last year. A 6A should be a 2A. Right. But I was talking some, to some coaches from Jasper, and they're like, I don't know if we're going to win this one because Mars Hill is a totally different animal in 2A. Yeah. And we've got, we're going to talk about some games coming up uh, week zero here. And there's some matchups like that that I feel like – that you know some of the bigger schools tried to play some of the smaller schools i'm not sure that's the right <laughs> thing to do but uh, of course uh fife uh the 3a division uh classification champion uh paul benefield he's in his 24th year as a head coach and they've even already gone ahead and named the stadium after him so that shows you that uh, he's there as long as he wants to be he's in the top five uh, active winning his coaches in the state he's got 310 wins and uh, Fife, of course, has five state championships. So their last loss was in the third round of the playoffs in 2017. I mean, so what a streak they're on, and congratulations to that 3A team. Moving on to 4A, Hanley Tigers, Coach Larry Strain. Um, he's going into his seventh season at, at uh, Royan Oak School, and they have three state championships under their belt. So Hanley has been among the most dominant teams in that region since way back in the early 1990s. No doubt. 4A uh, is a classification was dominated by UMS Wright. They moved it to 5A with the new competitive balance rule. You mentioned Fife always being there. UMS Wright was always there. They leave, kind of opened the door for some new teams to be able to compete. 5A, St. Paul's Saints, uh, Steve Mask, one of the best coaches in the state. He's in his 10th season there. He's 15-0 and last year, of course. And he beat two strong teams, uh, uh, Faith in the semifinals and Pleasant Grove in the championship game. And, of course, uh, the St. Paul Saints have five state titles since 2017, and so they'll be looking to repeat as well. 6A, closer to home, John, as far as we're concerned in the Birmingham area, Pinson Valley Indians. Uh, Coach Sam Shade, formerly with uh, the championship uh uh, team, the Alabama Crimson Tides, what I'm trying, you might, might as well just go ahead and say national championship <laughs> Alabama team, but somewhere along his line he was in there. Of course, he played in the NFL. He comes in his first year. What does he do? He just wins the state championship, and that's after replacing Coach Patrick Nix, which isn't it ironic that he's the Auburn guy, and, of course, Sam Shade comes in. But they're great friends, and he left them in great shape. And uh, they beat a great Spanish Fort team last year to advance. So, looking for Penson Valley, and they've got a tough game to start off with, too. They do. They're taking on Hewitt Trustville, uh, a team they lost to last year in the semifinals. They beat Mountain Brook, a team who's coming from 7A Region 3. They dropped down in this uh, classification cycle. We'll see if they hop back up. They've been near the bottom of 7A and finally dropped down to 6A. But Mountain Brook's a team that we all thought, hey, they're going to come down to 6A and just wreck shop because they've been that good. They've been a playoff team in 7A Region 3, a tough region we'll talk plenty about. Um, but, yeah, Pinson Valley able to get that win in the semifinals and then beat Spanish Fort, a Spanish Fort team who's been to the state championship many times under multiple coaches. Uh, Sarah Lynn, the team they beat in the semifinals. So a lot of talent in 6A. And when you get to these Birmingham regions, especially 6A Region 6, people argue 7A Region 3 may be the toughest region in all of high school football. Actually, lean in the direction of 6A Region 6, all things considered, with Pinson, Clay, Gardendale, Minor, Jackson Nolan. Uh, you add Mortimer Jordan, who's been a powerhouse in 5A. Um, Jasper, Bill Walker days, they were 5 and 6A, kind of going back and forth. They actually dropped Oxford. If Oxford had stayed in there, it definitely would have been. But, um, you know, as tough as 7A Region 3 is, it's very top-heavy with the top three teams being really, really strong. Mountain Brook, one of those dropping out. Uh, but Pinson Valley playing a tough schedule that, you know, tests them for the playoffs so that when they get there, they can win championships. And that's a bold statement from you because, you it know, is. I'm, 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 
I'm homegrown, you know, 7A Region 3, and uh, but but that is a big state. We'll see how that comes true. But I have been involved so many years like you have uh, back when you played at Homewood. You know, uh, I went through that same time period with uh, Briarwood. And, you know, Briarwood beat Deschler one year, which was uh, 4A at that time, and Briarwood was 3A. So yep. basically you had Briarwood being the state champion in 3 and 4A. That's kind of interesting. And Homewood had very similar to something like that too playing up during during your time there. Yeah, Homewood had to play up, playing teams like Vestavia, a rival they play every single year, obviously, in 6A back then with teams like Hoover and Mountain Brook and Oak Mountain and all that. But Briarwood then jumping up to 5A and doing that to Homewood. Right. We, we played Briarwood down when the Castiles were there. We played them down to the wire every single year. It was between Homewood and Briarwood, and they did the same thing, jumping up a couple of classifications and right. when the, the, the whole new private school thing, and they were competing. All right, well, the uh, elephant in the room, of course, is 7A. And it's got to be my Thompson Warriors, uh, Coach Mark Freeman. He's just in his seventh year. It seems like he's been there forever. But, uh, you know, coming off back-to-back, which, uh, you know, you and I both have been involved in back-to-back state championships. I've I never been involved in a three-peat. Have you? No. Okay. It's very hard to have a three-peat. Right. So that gives you some idea. And here's Thompson coming in with quite possibly, in my opinion, the best team they've ever had, without question, uh, really, if you look down the roster. Now, whether or not that duplicates to wins on you know, on Friday nights is yet to, to be seen. But, uh, you know, I'm going to trump you and say I think this is the toughest region in high school football in Alabama, which is 7A Region 3. So, well, you know, you look at Hoover, Hewitt Trustful, Gadsden City, Oak Mountain, Spain Park, and, of course, Thompson coming in there. We'll see, obviously, the way that Thompson won the state championship last year, received national attention here in our uh, area, here in the Birmingham metro area out of Alabaster. So, uh, you know, will they finish a game like that again? Obviously, it would be almost impossible, but they've got the team to do it and they've got the players. We'll see what happens. You know, you mentioned All-State players with Lyndon losing a bunch of All-State players. You win the state championship, you're going to have a lot of All-State players, obviously. Uh, when the media votes on that, the Alabama Sports Writers Association, they go through and say, well, who was who, who are the players on the best team? Who are the impact players? Who won Super 7 MVP? Those kind of guys are always going to be on there. Well, it, then you go and look at that list and say, well, who's a, who's got a SR next to their name for senior? Okay, that one's gone. That one's gone. That one's gone. With Thompson, as I pull up the list, sure, there were some seniors on there, but – you know, you also look at the position. Okay, well, two of those were offensive linemen. I'm an offensive lineman. Don't get me wrong. I played offensive line my whole life. I won two state championships playing offensive line, play college offensive line. I get how important that is. I know how important that is. But when you see the QB coming back, when you see a, a linebacker next to the name with Jeremiah Alexander, who can probably play any position on the field and be better than most people, coming back, you see so many people without the senior next to their name that were all state, first team all state players. At that point, you know, okay, going in, I mean, Thompson's won the last, you know, two. Right. They're, they're, they've played the last three. Um, you know, I, I know with uh, when Talia was there, didn't quite go the way Thompson wanted it to in the championship, but bottom line, been there the last three. You you write them in pencil. You know you got Hoover sitting there. You know you got Hewitt. You know you have some teams that can still compete. But with that team coming back, you go ahead and write in pencil Thompson in the Super 7. Yeah, and, you know, I think Thompson has some sleeper positions that uh, – for example, running back. Well, you got uh, Byron Franklin's son, Brandon Franklin, who ended up having a knee injury the second game of the season last year, didn't play. Everybody kind of, you know, forgot about him. Well, he's the starting tailback this year. And then you've got three other guys backing him up that have uh, 
experience over the last two or three years. So at, at running back, they're going to be super strong. you got Ryan Peppins coming back, one of the lead receivers in the state. And then uh, Traquan Faven, uh, Fagans transferred from Oxford in. Yep. He's uh, one of the best players in the One of those all-state players you see a junior next to with Oxford and say, well, hold on, wait a minute, that That's guy's right. not coming back. That's right. And, of course, Thompson, they take on Oxford first game of the season. We'll That's be right. there calling that one. And, uh, you know, as we kind of transition to week one now and yes. look at some of these games coming up, that's the one, obviously, we'll, we'll be at with Thompson and Oxford. Every week we'll be calling Thompson uh, football. We'll, of course, give a plug to the Warrior Nation Network. You can catch all those games there uh, with Thompson. And, and you talk about how competitive that region is, just the teams they're playing, Hoover, Hewitt-Trustville, Vestavia, Spain Park, you named them all off. When it comes to the playoffs, you're playing those teams very quickly too, which makes it very tough. But, um, you know, this is a week that when it comes to the playoffs, is more of a test, doesn't necessarily uh, play into where you get seated in the playoffs unless you get down to tiebreakers. And I love me some tiebreakers when it comes <laughs> I know to you do. doing bracketology. They drive me crazy, but I don't know how you do it. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah, at the end of the season, you know, we'll break down the brackets and kind of go through bracketology. That's something I kind of nerd out over and, and uh, handle. But when it comes to 7A Region 3, you got good matchups. You got Thompson at Oxford. You know, we talked about that. We talked about them losing, um, you know, Traquan Fagan's coming to Thompson now, but they've also lost Trey Higgins as well uh, right. at quarterback. That's right. So Oxford's in trouble. They lost four, uh, magically four families moved to Gus Shores. So uh, the new coach down there at Gus Shores making a statement. Uh, so he'll be, uh, he'll be interested to see. But four of them went down there. Mark uh, Hudspeth is uh, – uh, sitting there and that's one of the games i had highlighted so as we get into week one or week zero games i'll just go ahead and start there you know uh nate mcdaniel took over alberta which is a new scoop well that's going to be an interesting game in my book even though it's in down down south because you have a new team in gus shores which has traditionally not been that good of a team you got alberta who's been building and up to this year looks for a big season so that's one of the first games i'm going to keep an eye on and yet go on over to uh, Leeds and jerry hood you know they welcome in Silicon. Is Jerry Hood able to build that Leeds team this year? The Greenway? Well, we'll find out. Let me say this about Jerry Hood. All right. I went and, and, and we were doing a preview a few years ago, his last year at Clay Chalville before he left there. And they had beaten Homewood in the playoffs the year before. This is when uh, Ty Pigram was quarterback, Nico Collins, TJ Simmons, uh, dynamic offense. I sat there and talked football with Jerry Hood for probably an hour, didn't mean to, just was kind of talking because I played at Homewood, same offensive coordinator from when I was there, was still there right. um, when Clay played him. I, I've hardly ever talked to a better football mind than Jerry Hood. When he left Clay, I was shocked, and I knew we'd see him back quick enough. And of all programs to go to, Leeds, who when he was at Clay Chalkville was dominant in 4A, and to see him leading that team now, I'm so excited to watch them this year. Yeah, and you know, he's got, what, a couple of years under his belt now. I think this will be his third year, if I'm not mistaken, so – uh, Keith Etheridge left that program in great yep. shape, and, and then, uh, of course, Jerry Hood comes in. So, you know, we'll we'll see, but that's uh, that's going to be a fun team to watch no, no matter doubt. what. Let's talk about your alma mater with Homewood. They are going to travel down to Tuscaloosa to play Hillcrest. They lost this game last year 49-14. to Now, I know Ben Bergeson's been working on that team. I know you know a lot about Homewood. Let's talk about that game and how important Week Zero is for both of those teams. Yeah, last year didn't uh, didn't quite go Homewood's way. Battle of the Patriots, Hillcrest, you know, a good team. I'm not I'm not saying they're not a good team. Um, they came in and won that game 49 to 19. They have the series lead on Homewood 3-2. Um, you know, this time Homewood has to travel to Hillcrest, so it doesn't get any easier. Um, you know, for Homewood, but this kind of sets the stage for how 
a really good team in the South could be with Region 4 for Hillcrest and how uh, a team that's typically competing uh, in, in the North in Region 5 for Homewood. But, um, you know, Homewood now, they've fallen off a little bit from back when I was in school. But, you know, I really like Ben Bergerson as far as a, when it comes to coaching, I always say, you know, outside of my dad, one of, one of the men that's been most impactful in my life is Bob Newton, who was my head coach at, uh, at Homewood. And they've now named the field after him there. And to be – a good coach of men as opposed to a good coach of football players. I know that doesn't necessarily translate to wins and losses on the field, but Ben Bergerson is one of those guys. And every time I talk to him, I love talking ball with him. I love talking life with him. And uh, I'm really excited to see, you know, they can keep their playoff streak going and, you know, what they can do in these first couple of games. They have t- uh, two out of their first three games are from Region 4, McAdory and uh, Hillcrest, Tuscaloosa, both of those on the road, sandwich in between there is Vestavia, who I'm sure we'll talk about here in a second. But mm-hmm. uh, really interested to see how both these teams play in this first game. Staying in uh, 6A now is, uh, we, well, a 4A team traveling to a 6A team. Madison Academy is going to play Briarwood Christian. Briarwood Christian, I know, is expecting big things uh, from from that team this year, so we'll follow them. Chelsea welcomes in Oak Mountain in game uh, in week zero. They are a seven uh, A school, of course, traveling to a six A school. That's one of those teams where you say, "Well, Oak Mountain playing down," but Oak Mountain needs to uh, watch out, even with a new head coach and some good players coming back. Yeah, Oak Mountain won this game thirty eight to two to start the season last year, kind of a little bit of an odd score there with that two points. But then uh, Chelsea turned out beat Helena, a team that could have won a region title minus a COVID uh, get loss they had against Pelham. But Helena was looking really, really strong in that one. And then kind of fell apart for Chelsea as they had to play Briarwood, Homewood, Pelham, back-to-back-to-back. Uh, kind of a tough run there. But Chelsea trying to work their way into the playoffs. Oak Mountain made the playoffs. Now the Mountain Brooks left. You got Thompson, Hoover, Hewitt, who's going to be that fourth team, Oak Mountain, has put their their name in that category, but they're going to have to hold off teams like Spain Park who want to make it in there as well. Um, Shades Mountain to go to Clay Chalkville. We mentioned that. We'll see uh, how they bounce back. And, of course, we've been talking about Thompson at Oxford. One thing we missed is the new head coach at Oxford, Sam Adams. Nobody really uh, has that much background on him. So I'm anxious to see how he runs that team. I want to go down south now. Robertsdale and Foley. One of the reasons I've got this flagged is um, new coach Derek, Scott down at Foley. He's had every opportunity. Foley is a great facility. They've got great support by the fans. Can Robertsdale come in there and beat Foley? Has he turned it around? And will the Foley and, while I'm on it, the Prattvilles of the world, will they be able to bounce back to tradition? And, you know, and we'll see if that happens. But that's why I've got them flagged down there. You say the name Foley. What's the first thing you think about? Yeah, the wide receiver. Julio Jones playing at Foley. (laughs) And, you know, look – they were great back then. and I'd have remembered his name if he'd have played at Auburn, by the way. <laughs> Going to Alabama makes him, <laughs> right. makes him dead to I already kind of forgot yeah. it. Go ahead. Um, yeah, but you, but you, you know exactly where I was going. I mean, when it right. comes to Foley, you think about that. And, um, you know, Foley, a team that has kind of fallen off lately. They did lose to Robertsdale last year. They started off with uh, six straight losses before finally getting a couple wins over the bottom teams in 7A Region 1. Um, but, yeah, you want to see them back. Prattville, you mentioned them. They're kind of in the same boat. Now they're competing a little bit. Central has to – to kind of find their way under Patrick Nix now. Um, you know, now that Jamie DeBose is gone, Prattville is one of those teams that you think, of course, Auburn ended up winning uh, winning that battle as far as making it onto the Super 7 last right. year. But, uh, yeah, you're really looking for Prattville. I mean, now that we're – you know, now that you're definitely embedded in Thompson and I am right. too, you know, we think, okay, well, should they make it back? Will, they, will it be a Central again? Will it be Auburn again? 
Well, Prattville's the team that for a long time they was could. there playing a team like Hoover in the championship. Right. So you're kind of waiting. You know, a lot of people from the state are thinking, well, can Hoover ever potentially get back? And they're also thinking, can Prattville ever potentially get back? Right. I'm not – well, you know, Prattville and Foley, too, have fallen off so far. It's so much to come back from. You know, this game coming up that we're about to talk about, I think is the biggest game in the state in, in week zero. That's Pinson Valley, the 2020 state champions. Traveling to Hewitt Trustful. Hewitt Trustful ranked number two in the state, right behind Thompson. This is going to be a whale of a ball game this Friday night. Yeah, you know, after this game, Hewitt won 44 19 last season. Uh, you know, Pinson kind of struggled early in the season. Even though they won the state championship, they started off four and two, and you think, well, that's not necessarily struggling, but they had to squeak out wins over Shades Valley, who finished three and seven, Gardendale, who's been better lately, but still, you know, not quite to the, the state championship level. Uh, Miner and Jackson Nolan, who have kind of fallen off a little bit lately since shifting into Region 6, um, and, and then lost to Ramsey and Hewitt. Um, two good teams, don't get me wrong, but stepping down in classification, losing to Ramsey and losing to Hewitt from 7A. So, Pinson, I, I, if you had asked me five weeks into the season last year if Pinson was going to win the state championship, so I would have said no. No chance. No chance they win the state championship. Can they win a couple games? Sure. They'll win a couple games in the playoffs. You know, and Hewitt, they got to use this. I don't want to say it's a tune-up because you're playing a state champion, but right. you do kind of have to use this tune-up before then you head into 7A Region 3 and play. That's but, right. you know, that's why I go back to the 6A Region 6 being tough because they will step out and play teams like this. Pinson is a state champion coming from that region. Um, you know, so it is a team Hewitt needs to try and do what they did last year and put up points on them, show their defense can play well um, before they head into what is going to be, you know, a very, very tough schedule. Rounding out the ones that I had highlighted for this week, uh, Huntsville comes into Spain Park. Spain Park's had a tough time here the last year or two. We'll see if they can turn it around in Gardendale. Uh, goes to Sparkman. I'm anxious to see how both of those teams come out. Sparkman's second game of the year is on the road against Thompson, so we'll have them uh, next week after this uh, week zero. So that rounds out the games that I had highlighted for this week and teams to watch. Of course, there's a, a full slate of games, and uh, you can watch a lot of these games on the NFHS network. I went down to the Alabama High School Athletic Association Media Day this week. I was shocked at the number of schools. There are now over 300 schools in the state of Alabama on the NFHS network. So if you get on there, you can watch a variety of uh, different schools. So just a way to keep up with high school football in Alabama. You and I, you worked for them a long, long time ago, back when it was called Play on Sports. I don't know if they still use that name or not. They but, do. Yeah. Um, you know, the NFHS network is a great tool. I'm, I'm so glad it's, you know, been invented. Live streaming hasn't necessarily been invented, but allowing the opportunity for these high schools to hop on there and, and uh, broadcast their games. I would have loved to have had that back in the day oh, yeah. uh, when I was playing high school football in the early 2000s to be able to, to you know stream those games and put it out there. So uh, always thankful for the NFHS network. Definitely a subscription I will never get rid of. So I can constantly go and watch all the games, watch all the championships that you call as well right. um, that are that are broadcast on there. Some, some other week one games, you know, I was kind of looking at um, Mortimer Jordan at Pelham. Mortimer Jordan, a team that in 5A – Competing for state titles, uh, you know, when you think of Mortimer Jordan now, you think Spencer Brown, who obviously has had a killer career at UAB. And Mortimer Jordan's kind of fallen off a little bit, but they've had to step up to 6A. A very, very – in that region, I talked about 6A region 6. Pella, meanwhile, won 6A region 3, um, but they won that region, and I'm not going to say only because of COVID, but their toughest competition, I think, was Helena – um, in that region, and they got Helena had to forfeit that one because of COVID. They had the the two week sit out you had last year, and that was uh, the only game they had to forfeit because they had an off week, and then they had Pelham, and um, 
you know, don't know if Atlanta would have won or not, but Pelham ended up getting that first seed, which is obviously very valuable when it comes to the playoffs. So this will be kind of a good measuring stick for them. Um, St. Paul's and McAdory. St. Paul's a team who constantly competes in uh, 5A, moves up to 6A. They're trying to compete there. Um, they won 31-7 last year, but Bar Sessions moving down to Alma Bryant, so McAdory uh, with a first-year head coach as well. So, um, you know, Bart Sessions has been in a few different schools. They were you know, City for I've a got while. him on, on my notes this year to kick it off, and I'm going to tell you why because I did a little research. It was kind of interesting. I'm glad you brought him up. You know, he was very successful at McGill-Tulin. Yep. But then he goes Tuscaloosa County. He goes two at eight. Then he's at Gadsden. He goes three and seven, three and seven, and then at McAdory, he only went four and seven and six and five. So since uh, uh, since he's been at McGill Tulin, he hadn't had a winning season, but one of those years. So you know, I'm I'm all for he's coming back to his alma mater in Alma Bryant, and that's a big deal. And of course, he's uh, you know having a new baby this year, so that's going to be you know can he keep everything that's going on focused in this first year i'm kind of anxious to see that same exact thing in a lot of ways with jb wallace at prattville coming in for caleb ross you know he's coming back home so to speak so there's some interesting stories in the story itself there that that has a lot to uh keep our eyes on yeah bar sessions going back down to that mobile area um, now where he was so successful in McGill Tool and left McGill Tool and came to Spain Park for a couple of years. I'll be very interested to see how 7A Region 1 overall finishes up and where Alma Bryant can fit in that picture because without McGill Tool and it's nine teams, but there's another playoff spot potentially that you can jump in just like Mountain Brook dropping out of 7A Region 3. I agree. Well, it's been a great show first to kick the season off, John. This is going to be great. Remind everybody, uh, Friday nights, you and I will be on the warriornationnetwork.org if you want to listen to the Thompson game. And, of course, we're on the NFHS Network as well as one of those teams. So uh, going to be a fun year. We'll do this every week. We'll get some scores next week. Some of these questions we brought up today will actually be answered the very first game, first game of the year. They will, that first kickoff. We can't wait for it to come Friday night. I guess Thursday. There will be games Thursday uh, coming up. But we'll release this every Thursday afternoon, so that way we can cover all the games that are going to be coming up Thursday, Friday, and the occasional Saturday game as well. We'll get this out every Thursday. I'm John Lunsford, joined by Jerry Young. This has been Next round preps.